Welcome to Strong Men, Strong Marriages. I'm your host, Mike Frazier, MD, your BYU and UCLA-trained psychiatrist and marriage intimacy coach for men. Here, we are men who build our spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and sexual strength. We build that strength so we can be strong and loving leaders of our homes, create incredible intimacy with our wives, and strong and loving relationships with our children. We build that strength so we can be examples of real manhood to ourselves, our families, and the world, to create a better world through stronger families and a world more prepared for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Are you with us? Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode, How to Be Emotionally Strong, my simple three-step formula. So I wanted to start off with a client win. This is a guy from our private Facebook group. He says he was talking with his wife and an intimate conversation opened up about everything that happened over the weekend. Though sometimes painful for both of us, it was powerful, honest, and connecting. A serious opportunity to demonstrate my love and commitment. She expressed a fear that she wouldn't be what I needed emotionally and I'd seek it elsewhere. I almost laughed given how much my perspective on this has changed. It was a chance to tell her that I refused to stay in a marriage physically while checking out emotionally. It simply doesn't work for me. And I also refuse to be emotionally dependent on her. Sex ensued. <laughs> funny, funny finish there. But I love this because he's able to, you know, I like how he says it, it was difficult and painful sometimes, but powerful, honest, and connecting. That's what intimacy is all about. Being willing to, you know, share those things that are a little bit difficult. And that creates great connection. All right. So about building emotional strength. As men, this is a concept I love to teach. I teach it to my clients. You know, as men, we're often taught to hide, deal with, or quote, manage our emotions. Okay, keep them down. We, <laughs> if you're a Disney fan, conceal, don't feel, right? Like Elsa learns, conceal, don't feel your emotions. But that's what a lot of us learn and have a lot of us go through our life with emotions. And a lot of it, for a lot of us, this can work for a while. We kind of keep those emotions in check. But then that emotional weight kind of builds up over time. And we either have an explosion in anger, or we try to numb that emotion away with work, pornography, food, drugs, alcohol, you know, whatever it might be. So my friends and I went to my buddy's wedding in New Orleans, and we went down Bourbon Street. By the way, that street is really gross. <laughs> it smells so bad. But uh, anyway, we met a fortune teller there. And we got his fortune read. It was his bachelor party. And um, she said, oh, you know, I see two businesses in your future. And I see, oh, you're the kind of guy that, you know, you bottle things up for a long time until finally you just kind of explode. And he was like, oh, yeah, that is me. <laughs> and then we had another friend go and she told him the exact same fortune. <laughs> but it was true for him, too, because for a lot of us guys, this is what happens. You know, we go out and we in our marriage, for example, we serve and we serve our wife. We do everything we can for her. And we're hoping that, you know, that comes back to us sometimes, but then we feel like it doesn't, you know? And then eventually we, we give the silent treatment, we yell, we bring up hundreds of things that seem unfair all at once. So when my wife and I went out for her birthday, I think this was even maybe this year, she, this happened to me. I was feeling overwhelmed. I was feeling like, oh, I'm I'm doing so much. You're not doing very much. And on my birthday, we're sitting down and I'm telling her all this. Well, there's this and this, and you don't do this and you don't do this. So <laughs> anyway, not the best way to handle it. 
but this is what happens, right? It kind of builds up and we're, we're, we're not really addressing it. We're just kind of letting it go, burying it, burying it until finally it kind of blows up or we go to sort of numbing behavior. So I worked with veterans who had PTSD at the VA and they would do some pretty interesting things to try to deal with the intense emotions and memories that came up. A lot of them drink a lot of alcohol. They'd also do dangerous behaviors like get into fights or drive around really fast with their lights off, um, get that sort of adrenaline rush to, to numb some of that pain and anxiety that they were feeling. Um, a lot of guys, if they're, if they're not doing these more sort of intense things, they'll go to food, um, video games, sex, pornography, drugs. Again, the whole point here, though, is we're trying to avoid these painful emotions because you know they're, they're not comfortable. The thing is, these numbing behaviors, they do work for a while, right? But then we start realizing, man, you know, my life's not really how I want it to be. I'm spending all this time, I'm overweight, or I'm spending all this time on video games, or I'm looking at pornography and I don't want to, right? But it all really comes down to this ability to feel negative emotion, tolerate negative emotion or not, right? If we can't tolerate it, we either push it down or we, you know, try to numb it away. Okay. So I want to teach you guys what to do instead. It's a simple three-step formula. It's simple, but not necessarily easy. Like a lot of things, right? If you want to lose weight, just eat less and exercise more. That's simple, but you know, it's not easy to do. (laughs) So as far as building emotional strength, it's similar. Okay. There's three steps. And it's just learning them and then practicing them. Okay, so step one, you name the emotion that you're feeling. Step two is you feel that emotion and where it is in your body. And step three is you deal with that emotion in an appropriate, useful, productive way. It really has to do with allowing and welcoming emotions versus hiding or fighting them. Okay, trying to fight them away. So there's a story about Buddha and Mara. When Buddha was becoming enlightened, there was a guy named Mara that came. Mara is like Satan in the Christian beliefs. So Mara comes to him and he brings greed and anger and lust and all these what we'd call negative emotions. And Buddha, what he does is he actually says, oh, hello, Mara, I see you there. Come sit down. He welcomes him to tea. Okay, He hasn't just come be there. So this is the kind of approach that we want to take with our emotions as well. Let them be there. And we do that by name, feel, deal. Okay. So step one, name. There's a lot of different emotions. If you go try to look up all the different emotions, there's probably hundreds of them, but we're just going to start with the basic ones. Okay. So sad. I feel sad. Happy. I feel happy anxious or fearful. I feel kind of nervous. I feel anxious. I feel afraid. Angry, right? I feel mad. I feel upset. So you can get more nuanced and you can pick up more emotions as you go, but this is going to give you a good start. Okay. Sad, happy, anxious, or fearful, and angry, right? So just in the moment when you're feeling these feelings, just say out loud, I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling happy, or I'm feeling angry. Now, at first, you may not really even know what you're feeling. You might not be able to name it, but you can kind of choose from one of these to start with. And usually it's uh, one of these or some kind of mix, 
right? And you'll, again, you'll get better as you go. But to start off with, just say, I'm feeling sad. Or you can even start with, I don't exactly know what I'm feeling right now, but I'm feeling something. Okay. And you can start there and then kind of start from there figuring out, is it sad? Is it happy? Is it anxious or fearful? Is it angry? The other thing too, a lot of us think, oh, I shouldn't say I'm scared. I shouldn't say I'm angry. But again, this is the idea of welcoming it saying, yeah, I feel scared. Doesn't mean I have to act like a coward or doesn't mean I have to not do the thing that I know I want to do. Okay. Just acknowledging it. Yeah, I feel fearful. I feel scared about this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Right. That's courage. Now, listen, most people, they cannot name their emotions well, or they just won't do it. Okay. So just your ability to say, I'm feeling sad right now. I'm feeling angry right now. It shows emotional intelligence and strength beyond what most people actually have. It's like, you're like, oh, you're mad. And people are like, no, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Right. They just deny it. They lie and you could tell they're mad, but they won't just acknowledge it. They won't just name it. Yeah. I'm feeling angry. Okay. That's a lot of emotional strength just to say what you're feeling, being able to name it. All right. So step one, name. Step two, feel what you're feeling. Okay. So feel your feelings. Sounds kind of stupid. Sounds kind of girly. Okay. I don't really like that phrase, (laughs) but what I like to say is just narrate what's happening in your body. I got that, that phrase from a podcast on Brooke Castillo's podcast where she had someone come on and um, that's how, what she said it was narrating what's happening in your body. I love that. And again, allowing that emotion instead of fighting it away. Okay. So you just tune in. Okay. I'm feeling angry. Now what's going on in my body? Where do I feel that in my body? So some good questions to ask yourself is just location. Where is it? Where do I feel that feeling in my body? And then how does it feel? What's the character of it? I like to think what color would it be or what temperature would it be or temperature is it? Okay. The character, is it burning? Is it uh, cold? Is it heavy or light? Okay. Does it move anywhere? Okay. So I'll give you an example with anger for me. For me, when I feel angry, I definitely feel it in my chest. It feels red, feels hot, kind of bubbles up into my throat. And then it's even out into my arms sometimes. And it's hot, definitely red. Uh, and that's sort of the movement pattern of it. When I feel sad, I feel it again more in my chest. Definitely feels heavy. I call it a blue feeling. Feel kind of sunk in. And, you know, sometimes I feel like crying when I feel sad. Okay. So that's all it is, right? Not that complex, but it takes some learning. Okay. How do I feel it in my body? How do I feel sadness? How do I feel anger? Okay. So first step is name it. Second step is feel it. Where is it in my body? What does it feel like? Okay. Color, temperature, texture, character. Okay. And then third step is deal. So name, feel, deal. So deal with what you're feeling. A lot of times just naming it and feeling it is going to be enough, right? You're going to allow that to be there. You're going to let it pass through you and you don't really need to do much else. That'll take care of it. Other times you do maybe need to do something to deal with the emotion in the moment. If you're feeling really angry at your kid, right? Or your wife or somebody at work, okay? Before you go out and start screaming at them, you're going to name it. Okay, I'm feeling angry right now. I feel it in my chest, but it may still be just very overwhelming. You need to do something else in the moment. So you don't do something destructive, 
Okay. So for, we'll start with sadness. When you're feeling sad, some things that can help an appropriate way to deal with sadness. So again, name it. I'm feeling sad. I feel it heavy in my chest. I just need some time alone, maybe, or I need some time with other people. Letting yourself cry, journaling. Okay. These are all things that are an appropriate way to deal with that emotion. Again, guys, emotional strength isn't just burying and pushing away emotions. It's allowing them, not being afraid of them, being willing to feel any feeling without acting in a destructive way. Okay. That's what I call emotional strength. Okay. For anger. Okay. Again, name. I'm feeling angry right now. I feel it in my chest. I feel it in my arms. Okay. You may need to just leave the situation until you can calm down a little bit. Okay. You don't want to act in a way that's explosive and destructive towards your family, towards your work, whoever. Okay, do some slow breathing. So anger and fear, they have the fight or flight response going on in your body. And the way that you can combat that, slow breathing actually activates what's called the parasympathetic nervous system or your rest and digest system that works as an opposite to the fight or flight. Okay, so slow breathing activates what's called your vagus nerve slows everything down and you have control over it. So just try that. Five slow breaths, right? Okay, I only did two, but even that just helped me feel a little bit more calm and relaxed. Okay? Physical exercise is another thing. Man, I'm feeling mad. I'm just going to go for a run for a little bit, clear my head. Okay? Or do lift some weights or do something like that. For fear or anxiety, Okay, similar. Again, it's a similar process going on in your body, that fight or flight thing, chemicals, epinephrine, norepinephrine, all that's going on. So slow breathing, physical exercise. Another big thing that helps with anxiety and fear is just writing out what you're worried about. Here's what I'm scared of. Here's what I'm worried is going to happen. A lot of times when you write that out, you realize, man, these are really not very realistic. (laughs) So, you know, sometimes like, oh, I'm afraid my wife's going to leave me, or I'm afraid that, you know, my kids are going to live on the streets right? Then you look at it and you're like, huh? Okay. Yeah. That's not super realistic. (laughs) So that's a good tool to use for happiness. You may think, well, what do I do with happiness? A lot of us though, we kind of chase happiness away. We let, we start feeling happy. I remember sitting in my backyard one time and just feeling really grateful for the backyard that I had and the trees and everything was so beautiful. And then this thought came in like, oh, but you know, you have to make sure you can pay for this, this house and pay for all that. So, you know, I was able, I just listened to a book that helped me do this, but I was able to kind of push that away and say, okay, like that thought's there, but let me just allow this feeling of gratitude and happiness right now. So redirecting your thoughts back to those positive feelings, coming back into your body, gratitude. Okay. So to deal with those emotions, a good way to approach it is body, mind, heart, and spirit. So physically, is there something that I can do that would be useful? So again, for anger, like leaving the situation or doing some exercise. For your mind, is there something you could do? A lot of people listening to music will be helpful. Uh, For my heart, uh, emotionally, again, name, field, deal is a big one, but then are there people I could talk to? Could I get some support? And then spiritually, prayer, scriptures, meditation, uh, those kind of things. So, you know, have your list of things to do. But don't just skip straight to that, okay? Let your name your emotion, let yourself feel it, let it be there, okay? Don't fight it away. So again, the way I define emotional strength is the ability and willingness to feel any feeling without acting destructively to yourself or others, okay? 
So again, emotional strength to me, the ability and willingness to feel any feeling without acting destructively. So it's not ignoring them. Okay, that's not emotional strength. Okay, you need to name them and welcome them. Because if you're not willing to feel them, you're afraid of them. And that's not strong. Okay, you're not pushing them down. It's not strong to say, no, 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 I'm not going to feel angry. I'm not going to feel upset. I'm not going to feel any of that. Okay, it's strong to say, yeah, here it is. And I can deal with it, right? Allow it and feel it. And then you don't numb out or explode, right? You'll deal with them appropriately. You don't do stuff that's destructive to yourself or others. Name them feel them, deal with them appropriately. Here's the other amazing thing that happens. When you start being able to name and feel and deal with your emotions appropriately, you can also teach this to your kids, okay? And you also realize you don't have to fix your wife's or your kid's negative emotions. So your wife is feeling sad. You're not like, oh, let me get rid of that, right? Or, oh, your wife's feeling anxious. Oh, let me get rid of that. Let me fix that. No, you say, okay, yeah, I've felt anxious before too. That's not comfortable, okay? And you just let her be with it. You realize it's not going to kill her. It's not going to kill anybody. You use it as an opportunity to, you know, name and feel those emotions. Maybe share some of the things that have helped you deal with them appropriately. Or maybe you just be there with them and let them sit in that emotion until it goes away. Because here's the thing, it always goes away, right? It comes and it goes. So again, the strength is the ability and willingness to feel those feelings without acting destructively. Okay, another concept, this is from Brooke Castillo again, life it's about 50-50. Okay, it's about 50% of the time you're going to be feeling good emotions, about 50% of the time bad emotions. In our church, at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Book of Mormon teaches there's opposition in all things. Okay, there's good and evil. Okay, the, you know, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, they didn't have bad there. So they actually didn't really know good. Okay. You had to know bad to know the good. Same thing here. You need to experience those negative emotions so you can appreciate the good ones. So one thing I've tried too, that's been useful is actually leaning even harder into these negative emotions. I think of Rocky in Rocky three, where he's fighting um, Mr. T and Mr. T's punching him and punching him. And Rocky's like, come on, come on. You ain't so bad. You ain't so bad. He just lets him hit him. This also goes with um, the idea of paradoxical intention by Viktor Frankl, where we, instead of trying to run from these things, like, like, oh, here comes anxiety. Let me see if I can make it worse. Let me see if I can make this anxiety even worse. Let me see if I can make this sadness even worse. Okay. That's been a powerful tool for me as well. So again, just allowing them, letting them be there, even leaning into them more, uh, you know, saying you ain't so bad, right? is powerful. So look, when you can learn to allow any emotions, you will be invincible. Okay. You'll be fearless because you will understand I can deal with fear. Okay. And it's okay. I can, I can handle it. I can deal with sadness. I can deal with disappointment and I can enjoy anger. Well, not maybe (laughs) enjoy is maybe a little bit much, but I can allow it. Right. And I can enjoy those positive emotions when they come. Okay. All right. So in summary, If we don't learn to allow emotions, we're stuck pushing it down until we explode or we mask it with numbing behaviors. A real emotional strength is the ability and willingness to feel any feeling without acting destructively to ourselves or other people. Okay, so the way you get that emotional strength, that ability and willingness to feel the feeling, is you learn to name those emotions and you welcome them. You learn how different emotions feel in your body. 
right? You get very in tune with that. Again, if you can just do those two things, you're like a million miles ahead of most of like almost all men and even most women, right? To be able to just name it and feel like, here's how I feel that in my body. Whoa, you know, you are super emotionally intelligent, super emotionally strong. And then you learn how to deal with them appropriately as necessary. A lot of times just naming and feeling them again will be enough. And then think about body, mind, heart, and spirit as ways to deal with those in a useful way. Again, you learn these skills, you'll be able to teach them to your kids, be able to share them with your wife. You're just going to have a much better, rich, fulfilling life when you build up this emotional strength. All right, men, stay strong and we'll see you next episode. Hey, if you're ready for a step-by-step program to build up your spiritual, mental, emotional, and sexual strength, come join us in the Strongman System. It's risk-free. I guarantee you'll feel stronger and more confident than you ever have and have the most intimate relationship you've ever had with your wife in 90 days or less or your money back. Visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how, and I'll see you there.